Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach David Bartke here. Today is Sunday, July the 1st, 2018, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Not only 8 p.m., but tonight we're not uh, a little bit later than usual. 9 p.m. Eastern Time is what we're doing it tonight. And this is your weekend daily, weekend dose of happy, not the weekend daily, the weekend dose of happy. I'm a little bit tongue-tied. I'm not used to talking. I haven't talked since Friday, David. <laughs> I'm not used to doing it. I'm out of practice. <laughs> How you doing, Guy? I hope you've been having a good weekend. I have. It's been, of course, as you know, it's been super hot. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, we, we've been experiencing a bit of a heat wave here in the northeastern part of the country. I was talking with my sister, whose birthday it was yesterday, and if you're listening, PJ, happy birthday. Um, yeah, I wanted to wish her a happy birthday and so forth. She lives in Virginia Beach, which is you know considerably south of here, and the, the high temperature here in Connecticut today was around 98, and in yeah. Virginia Beach it was about 12 degrees, 12 degrees cooler. So clearly oh, the weather map is on its head today. <laughs> it's standing upside down <laughs> because it's warmer to the north than it is to the south. Go figure. <laughs> I know it was 100 here today. Was it really? Perhaps. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And it's supposed yes, to say that my. this way for a few days. But um, I have to tell you, because of uh, Louise's gardening business, I need to get that temperature lowered so that our gardening crew can go out there <laughs> without, you know, sweltering in the heat. So... As of right now, I'm putting it out there. We need cooler temperatures than what they're forecasting uh, for the next five days. So <laughs> whether you are officially on notice. <laughs> yes, well, in your area, you never know. You've done things with the weather before. I have, yes. I, I usually don't succeed going after uh, temperature. I can usually do it with other things. Temperature usually isn't my best thing. But you know what? I know that's not the best way to attract it deciding that I can't do it. So I'm going to turn it around and say, <laughs> I can attract this. And I'm going to use my usual method of, of uh, imagining my ideal temperature range, my ideal weather pattern, which is upper 60s, lower 70s, blue sky, bright sun, puffy clouds, just nice, comfortable, low humidity, beautiful weather. That's the kind I'm aiming for. And actually, this time of year, that's, you know, that's the kind I really would like. This, that would be perfect for summer weather, don't you think? Yes. Yes, yes. So that's what I'm visualizing. Sure. I'm thinking, wow. And of course, you're supposed to get excited, right? So I'm getting excited because, well, first of all, I do have a history of influencing the weather. So that makes me excited because I know I can do it. And second, I like that kind of weather a whole lot better than this hot, sweltering, humid stuff. So I have a lot of incentive because I like it so much better. I need your help with this too, by the way, because you're, you're in the same weather oh. pattern, okay? So I need you. What's your favorite weather pattern? My favorite is like sunny in the seventies. Oh, okay. So similar. All right. Yes. So you yes. so you got to help envision that too. You have to you know feel what that's like and imagine that <laughs> that temperature on your skin and so forth, right? Yes, that's the perfect weather. Oh, it's gorgeous. Seventies. Yes. And in fact, I oh, want it that way for the rest of the summer. I I'd actually put the the request in earlier this spring and i said i wanted it for the rest of the spring and into the early summer and i got exactly that and now we're into midsummer and it went away and i thought you know geez i really should have done it for the whole summer but <laughs> you know you live and learn right yes now what about winds well what winds have you had 
Oh, well, the biggest win was staying inside in air conditioning on a day like this because <laughs> I know there are people who don't have air conditioning, and I feel bad for them, especially in weather like this, because, I mean, this is not pleasant to be uh, not in an air-conditioned environment. Um, so I'm really very appreciative of the fact that we do have the AC because it makes it so much more pleasant. And I put out a wish, too. I, I wish that more and more people will have who, who are enduring this here in the Northeast. I, I wish that everybody would have air conditioning like this. And I know there are some people who get all upset because they figure it will cause global warming or whatever. But you know what? I don't buy into that. I buy into the <laughs> idea that, you know, when we all feel good, we attract good things. So air conditioning is a good way for people to feel good. So I want everybody to feel good. And that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. What do you, what do you, what's, what's, uh, what's your wins for the week? What's going on? Um, I had a few good wins. Well, one was I was at a luncheon and I was, um, they had bagels and cream cheese and all that kind of thing. And I put this certain type of cream, it was like an olive cream cheese mm. on my uh, bagel. And I bit into it and there was an olive pit Ouch. in there, which I didn't know. And I, I'm counting that as a win because nothing happened to my teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you came out of it unscathed. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like, they kind of hurt, like, where, where I, like, bit down. Oh, like, yeah. it hurt for a little bit. Those things But aside are from that, like, yeah, aside from that, all the teeth in <laughs> that wow. spot were okay. Nothing yeah. happened. So I was like, wow. Because that could have easily oh, been... Oh, God. Uh, so that, that was a win. <laughs> that could have produced all kinds of pain and high dentist bills and everything else. So you're right. That's a oh big win goodness. that nothing yeah. came off of. So that was a win. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? Oh, I had another issue. Um, remember, whatever, a few weeks ago, I was I had an issue with lifecoachdavid.com. Remember, I yes. tried someone. I think you told me. You're right. the one who told me. You, you yeah. went there. Nothing was there. <laughs> yeah, I did. The site so didn't we, work. Yeah. Yeah, so I fixed that. And then I went there again because sometimes I like to update the text on the homepage because I think of a new idea like, oh, let me let me write this or let me change that. So I went there and I made a change to some of the text. And when I up when you when I'm done, you press this button called updated, which which tells it that's what you want. You know, you right. want it to look like. Sure. And when I pressed that, the whole thing went black. The whole screen. <laughs> not exactly what you had in mind, no. No. No, Life Coach David is not supposed to be a black screen or a blank screen. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I, of course, I immediately contacted this guy who helps me a lot. And he tried to figure it out. And then he couldn't figure it out. But whatever, it did get figured out. In my mind, it took a while. But in reality, it was probably just a few hours. But, you know, when you have a website that people frequent you know you're like oh my god some you know people are going there and they're just seeing this black screen <laughs> absolutely oh yeah in fact i actually had a very similar event happened yesterday uh oh, because, you're kidding what happened well i don't develop websites very often anymore but a friend of mine um who i've developed for in the past asked me to, to build one for him and so i said oh all right i'll do one so i i put this website together and and finished it on saturday and then went to load it and the server that we loaded on is through a major hosting company that I won't name, but um, right. this particular company's server did not behave the way I expected it to when I did the loading because I'd actually had two accounts 
set up on the server. One was the account that was associated with the domain name for the website, and the other one was like a, a building place, right? You know, building the website there. So I, I built it there, and I wanted to move it over, which meant I wanted to switch accounts. It turns out this particular company's server doesn't like switching accounts. <laughs> and, oh. and when I tried to do that, everything disappeared. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, th this is another opportunity because it was the last day of June, and I did have this thing going on in June where I swore that every time something happened that I didn't like, I was going to get myself into the most positive place I could get into and just, yeah. you know, whatever it took to get there, just into that feel-good place so that I could perform at my best. So here I was once again facing a situation, and this was a pretty bad one because nothing was working and everything was offline. And so I contacted this company's customer service to say, uh, you know, I ran into a little problem with your server. I'm getting these errors. And ended up uh, chatting with somebody who really had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it, it became very evident this guy was reading from a manual and, you know, reading from a script and, and not really having any idea what to do himself. The long story short is that what he recommended, I tried and it didn't work. And he recommended yeah. something else, and I tried that, and that didn't work. And so he basically said, this is outside of our scope. I'm afraid you're going to have to get help elsewhere. I'm thinking, well, oh. th these are your servers. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> you're the ones who have access, and you have a lot more control than I have. They, you know, As a customer, they, they give you limited access. They have complete access. Well, no, he wasn't going to have anything to do with that. So basically, he walked away and washed his hands of it. Which oh left me, goodness. yeah, which left me basically with you know the same problem. Well, fortunately, <laughs> I do have some experience with uh, managing servers, and I know I understand how they work. I understand how the software works on them. So I, I just kind of sat back and thought about it. But the first thing I did was just say, you know what, I'm not going to panic over this. I'm just not going yeah, to. I'm good. going to feel good yeah. about this. I got myself yeah. into the best. I, I I wasn't able to feel really good, but I got to the best feeling place <laughs> I could find. You know, that's good. And then I just that's started good. going after the problem. I said, okay, there's got to be a solution here. Now I know I can't go in because I don't have the right access to actually fix right. this problem. What could I do instead? And I just started, you know, wargaming all these different approaches. And I finally came up with one that was based on creating a third account and then moving stuff around with that third account. And lo and behold, with some flaws, I mean, it didn't come over perfectly, I was able to piece together the website from the other two accounts into this third account. Because actually, the, the steps I had taken previously, which would normally work on a well-managed server, um, in this case, did not work and ended up splitting up like the website from the data. And it was just, you know, it, it was everything was going where it was not supposed to go. So I had to go extract stuff and piece it together. But I managed to piece it together. And after about 20 minutes work, I was able to get the website up and running the way it was supposed to be. So I actually oh, outperformed God. the tech who I was contacting for support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Which could well. not have happened unless I was not, uh, if I was not in a good mood, I would never have been able to pull it off. But, you know, right. I, I got myself that's into the true. best mood I could and I worked and I was able to get it. The only thing that's missing at this point is I, I want the text pay, but I haven't been able to get that yet. Other than that, it was great. Because <laughs> I did well, his job for him. Good. I did his job better than he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good, but it's good that you knew. And you yes, did. <laughs> yes. And I found it. I found the solution. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, once again, I will apologize on the small chance that someone listening went to lifecoachdavid.com and found a black screen. It is now fixed. Great. And 
hopefully things like that won't happen again. <laughs> I, don't well, know, I don't know if you know this, but there's something uh, Google is uh, requiring a certain certificate now, starting today, I think, for all websites. And if you don't have that certificate, then... Oh, is that kicking gonna... in today? I know what you're talking about. Basically, they want yeah. all websites to, to be on secure connections which ties yeah. back to uh, you know the, the federal government uh, spying on everybody and and uh, you know reading all their oh, data boy. and all that kind of stuff so yeah. that that's basically where all that stems from i didn't realize it went into effect today but yeah, yeah actually so, all my all so, my websites are are https so i i'm good on that already oh good so the win is that the same person that helped me fix the other issue realized that i didn't have that yet so he May that happen too. So that was good. Very good. Because I didn't even I didn't even know about that. Yeah, it's that not that well publicized. Not many people know about it. In fact, um, the friend who I was working on, he doesn't have it. In fact, that this reminds me. I got to mention to him that he needs to get yeah, let him know certificates yeah. on these because because unfortunately, most of the major hosting providers are not making this part of their service package. You have to buy extra stuff. You have to buy a certificate and various <laughs> things. I'm smart enough to actually run my own server, and my server uses software that builds them on the fly. So I already have secure certificates for every website I load up, but other people don't uh, have that advantage. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. I guess I would say another win is um, someone I had – well, as you know, I always um, – do like a free mini session with a potential client, like if someone's interested. Mm -hmm. And someone I had done one of those sessions with um, called me a few days ago, and he's ready to start coaching. So that's very really good. good. Very, very good. Yeah. So I don't know. I had a, it was a good overall. Everything was good. I had a lot of wins. Website thing got fixed, and here we are. And I, I have to add one more win. Uh, you were very yeah. kind enough to agree to do this first a half hour later than an hour later tonight. And I really appreciate that because the win was I got to have dinner. If it wasn't for that, I would have been Yay. doing this without dinner. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Oh, dinner. there's another win too. There's What's another that? win too. Um, well, remember I emailed you that I tried contacting Michael Beckwith to review our right, book. Right, yeah. And um, as you know, I did hear back. And the only reason why, because you, you were wondering if uh, he requested a paperback but then the the person who uh, emailed me wasn't sure if they wanted the ebook version or the paperback version. So um, I said, "Well, please, you know, let me know." So that's why I haven't, because you had said send me the address or whatever. So I'm waiting. I even emailed them again today to ask them, like, "Oh, by the way, you know, let me know. Did you want an ebook version for him or a paperback version?" Mm -hmm. So I'm just uh, waiting for that, and then uh, we could get it to him. Absolutely. So that's, that's that's a win because I wasn't sure if I'd hear back, and I did. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I don't. I know you were a member of his uh, assembly at uh, what, what's the name of his uh, his organization? Oh, he runs yeah, Agape. The Agape. A -G -A -P -E. Right. Agape. He's in California, when I lived there in Culver City, I, I um, many years ago, you know, before he was very well known, um, I took a lot of his classes, and they were all amazing, and. Um, your your idea was good to see if he if he would read the book and possibly give us a you know a review that we could use. Now I know that you know him. Do, does he know you? Would he recognize you at all? I don't think so because I mean we're talking <laughs> a long time ago. Okay. So, um, and then I'm you know I've moved back east here. Right. And I've been back here for like eighteen years. Although I did go to one of his. He did a workshop. 
many years ago on the East Coast that I did attend. But I mean, if he saw me, he would. He'd recognize you. But, okay. you know, he, but especially since now he's all popular, he meets so many people. Oh, of course. I don't think <laughs> it would be nice if he knew my name, but uh, he would definitely recognize me. But uh, whatever happened, they agreed to read the book. So that's good. That's a good thing. Well, actually, what you told me is the editor agreed to pass the book along to him. So we don't actually know he's going to yeah. read it. But who knows? Well, Maybe he will the... read it. That's the, yeah, that's like the progression we have to follow now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you give yourself a shot, but wouldn't it be great if he did read it and if, and if he liked it, you know? I, I think it's a very likable book, but you never really know. But wouldn't it be great if he liked yeah. it? Yeah. Well, what I did was, because it's so long, the book, I, I even said, you know, even if he reads some of the, you know, a few of this, he doesn't have to read the whole thing. I mean, he can, of course. Mm -hmm. but, um, just even if he has time for a few of the stories and can you know, say something positive, because that just so people know, uh, what is the book we're talking about? Oh, this is the one that we published over Memorial Day weekend called Your Daily Dose of Happy, Real Success Stories of the Law of Attraction. Yay. Co-authors include David Bartke and Walt Thiessen. <laughs> yes. As well yes. as a list of 37 others. And where could people find it? Uh, Amazon. Actually, exclusively at Amazon. That's the place to find it. Amazon.com through any of the U.S. or inter international versions of the Amazon website. Just go there, do the search on your daily dose of happy. And they can get it in paperback or ebook. Right? Yeah, it, it's either in the Kindle ebook version or paperback, either one. Uh, the Kindle version is obviously obviously the cheaper version, but a lot of people still like to hold a paper book in the book in their hands. You know, a physical book, and they like to pull out the yeah, highlighter people, and stuff. People may like want to give it as a gift because it would be a great gift yeah, to yeah. give someone who's in you know who's into the law of attraction. It would I, be a great you know birthday gift or just a hostess gift or whatever i already bought my first 10 copies to distribute one of one was for my wife who's also an author um but the other nine were for selling and i've sold all nine of them so far so did you yeah <laughs> yep that's great yep that's great and others have bought the other authors have also bought um bulk loads of the book as well i don't know how many of them actually sold but uh you know that's a good sign whenever that happens and, and we've had, Absolutely. when you add up all the, both the free books and the paid books, uh, since we launched the book, well over 600 copies have been distributed. So, you know, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, and yeah. if we Very can get, nice. and that's without any kind of major recognition. If we can get some major recognition from, from somebody like Dr. Beckwith, that would be fab, fabulous. That would just be Yes, yeah, well, I feel like that's going to happen. And if anyone is listening who uh, has any kind of, uh, What's the wording I'm looking for? Like connections, PR, or, or connections. Yeah. Anyone who knows anybody who's one of the authors of the Secret, you know, one of the presenters of the Secret, that would be fabulous because that, that's where I thought of Dr. Beckwith because he was also a presenter of the Secret. Yeah, or even someone, maybe someone's listening who, you know, has their own very popular radio show. Or, sure. Yeah. Uh, or TV show. You never know. So you know, if they could talk about our book because those stories are so interesting, that would help as well. In fact, speaking of radio, I, I mentioned this on Friday with Wendy, but um, I had a phone call on Thursday. Well, Wednesday, Louise and I went down to Middletown, Connecticut, to meet with two of our friends who are also contributors to the book. Um, Anne-Marie and Mike um, both contributed stories to the book, and, and they're married, and they, they live there in Middletown. And uh, we had a really nice dinner, really nice night. Um, the only reason we didn't Very close nice. the place is I, I noticed everybody was starting to close up. I said, well, let's not close the place. Let's actually leave. And then we went outside and talked. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but it was really great. The next day, Mike gives me a call and asks how I'm doing. I said, I'm doing great. 
had a good time last night. And he says, uh, you know, we had you down to our uh, to the Buttonwood, which is their the local uh, cultural arts center that Anne Marie runs, and mm-hmm. we had done a book signing there uh, about uh, three or four weeks ago. And Aunt Mike was saying, you know, we should have you down here again for another one. I said, sure, yeah, that'd be fun. We had a good time the last time. Let's get some more people in there and sell them some books, and we can do some more talking. Maybe even do a podcast, do a, do a live podcast, you know, as an event there. And they liked that Absolutely. idea. And Mike said, you know, also Wesleyan has Wesleyan University is right there in Middletown. He says Wesleyan also has a bookstore. Maybe we can get you into the Wesleyan bookstore. I said, okay, sure. I mean, can you do that? He says, oh, yeah, we got contacts all, all over the area. We, we, we're we well known around here. I said, well, that would be great. You know, set it up. I'll come. He says, well, okay. Well, if if you're interested in that, would you be interested in being on Wesleyan Radio? I said, Uh-oh. okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> set it up. I'll be there. So he seemed to think he can do it. So uh, I will let you know what happens. But basically, Mike is volunteering to help us get on to Wesleyan Radio and get into the Wesleyan Bookstore. And while it's obviously nice. you know local radio, and so it's relatively small by comparison, that's a stepping stone. You know, if that happens, if, when, nice. when that comes off, that's one step closer to doing regional or national radio, you know, or even global. Yes. Yes, and I actually was asked, um, there's a, a lady in California who does, a, who apparently has also has a very popular uh, kind of a new age podcast it's not only about the love attraction mm-hmm. but they do talk about it, and she asked me to be a guest sometime this month nice. on their podcast so very nice that'll be fun yeah. yeah that'll be fun of course i could also mention the book you know on that as well absolutely yeah oh that's fantastic so yeah lots of yeah, good things more happening people Lots yeah, of wins. the more people find out about it, and lots of wins. Well, yeah. that's what we want, because, I mean, the main motivation for creating the book in the first place was to help sp- spread the news about the podcast and get more listeners. So, yeah, the more yeah. people who find out and become regular subscribers, that would be really fantastic. And I do want to take a moment to remind people who are listening perhaps for the first time or one of the first times and have not yet been become a subscriber. Most of our listeners are subscribers. Um and we know that just from the numbers. But if you are not yet a subscriber, take a moment to do it because it's really easy to do. And it is fabulous to have all the episodes coming right to your smartphone so you can play them whenever you want to. Some people even binge listen to them, David. I mean, last month's, <laughs> last month's average was 35 listens per, per listener. So, you know, nice. clearly people are listening to this stuff in, in droves. Um, and the best way, again, to do that is when you have a subscription. Really easy to do. Just go to the homepage at loatoday.net, and you'll see instructions on how to subscribe. It literally takes about a minute. It doesn't take very long at all. But the only thing that could make it take longer is if you don't currently have some kind of podcast software on your phone. Um, it, if you're an Android user, that could be the case. If you're an iPhone user, it's, they got podcast software built in, so you're all set. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just take a moment to, to subscribe, and you'll get all the episodes sent right to your phone, so you can listen on the go. You know, going back to forth to work, and you know, doing stuff around the house, whatever it is, just you know, hanging out by the beach, whatever it is you're doing this summer. Listen to podcasts of LOA today, and get your daily dose of happy as many times as you like. Yes, I want. I wanted your opinion on something. Okay. Um, I was listening to an Esther Hicks uh, video, and somebody was in the hot seat. And they were telling uh, her, while you know, while she was channeling Abraham, that uh, they were feeling bad because they had lied to somebody about Aww. whatever the, whatever it was. I forget what it was. Yeah. And uh, she said that, um, or I should say, Abraham said 
that sometimes lying about something is more downstream. That's an than, interesting viewpoint. Than telling the truth. And I thought that was interesting because I'm always like, no, like, you know, before I heard that, I was like, no, I must stand in my truth. And, you know, because that's where I'd like to come from. And I thought, wow, that's kind of an interesting twist on... <laughs> Because well, I never thought of I never thought of it in that way before. I, I could see how that could be true, but the way I would look at it is this: there are times where we want to stand on principle, where we want to, and you know, rightfully so. And there, there are times where we want to stick by our truth, even when it's painful to do so. Well, in those times, the action of staying true to our belief or true to the truth or whatever can feel resistant. I mean, we could be resistant to a whole bunch of stuff, mainly resistant to, oh, no, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to distort the truth. I'm not going to do anything. But there's resistance there. So uh, while I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, I can certainly understand how there might be circumstances where telling somebody what they really want to hear is less resistant and therefore downstream. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, I was thinking about to myself, like, well, what would like a situation like, for me, it's almost like the the simpler things, like you know, maybe you're late for something and there really wasn't traffic, but you say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, there was so much traffic." You know, yeah, <laughs> that well, might be more that might be more downstream than well, sure. You're, you're person, talking about like, like a oh, social graces, you know, like like you you, you say it, it it is the social know how they say isn't really lying. It's just you know being kind to somebody else and telling them what they want to hear so that everything is just socially pleasant rather than creating stress for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was very interesting that uh, Abraham was in that example was not like, oh, no, you must always tell the truth. Instead, they were like sometimes fibbing is more downstream. So basically they were saying that it's okay. Well, there's another interesting piece to this. And this may tie into what we're going to be talking about in the book today. I don't know. But one thing that Abraham really emphasizes a lot is the idea that the law of attraction and the act of deliberate creation and the art of allowing, all of these things have no moral context to them. They're not inherently associated with one idea of good or one idea of evil or anything like that. There's no sense of morality, just as there's no sense of morality about the law of gravity or the laws of motion or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, is, is there a, a proper way to obey the laws of motion? No, I mean, it just, the concept of morality doesn't even fit. And, and their point is the same thing holds true with the law of attraction and, and science deliberate creation, art of allowing, all that stuff. Well, if that's the case, and I think it is the case, I think it's true, then we actually are probably better off if we try to understand how the whole thing works without applying uh, you know, what our moral preferences would be to the situation. I really do believe that when we take the morality out of the equation of trying to understand how to apply it, it does become easier to apply. And I think it's just worth noting. It, it, it's not that I'm recommending that people act immorally i don't i'm not saying that at all and i know that abraham isn't saying that i'm simply saying just it, it doesn't have to be a part of the calculus it doesn't have to be part of the calculation at all just take it out of the calculation and limit it down to the downstream stuff which is basically the feeling good stuff is that easy to do no but nevertheless i do know it on average on balance that usually is the best way to go and mm -hmm. 
doesn't mean you have to be untrue to your beliefs. You can be true to your beliefs. Just take the the morality question out of your understanding about how to apply LOA. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, topic to ponder, you know, because no, I haven't heard anyone bring that up before to Abraham. And I was a little a little surprised at first about that answer. And I thought, well, I guess if you're talking about like little white lies, you know, no one's getting hurt or anything like that, I guess it could be more downstream. Well, I mean, here's another way to look at it. If you are trying to attract, say, um, I'm going to make something up that would be silly. Nobody would ever want to attract it. Uh, like, if you want to attract a, a brick into your life, okay? Okay. All right. When, when you're trying to attract this brick into your life, would you say, I want only a moral brick? Would you want only a brick that has, you know, li lived an upstanding life? I mean, no, it just not be, it would not be part of the, the, the concept at all. And yet, that's the kind of thing we tend to do with the requests we make. We do tend to put a moral component on it. Well, the tricky part is that since the law of attraction doesn't really know morality, uh, it just as the law of gravity doesn't really know morality, it, it doesn't get factored in. It really doesn't get, it, it isn't part of what makes the whole thing operate. So the law of attraction, which is basically, as Wendy points out, it's, it's another word for momentum. Momentum builds based on what we think about. Interestingly enough, the more that we think about something, the more that we believe it. So here's the question. Let's say you're trying to attract that brick, and at first you really don't believe you're going to attract that brick. But you decide to take advantage of the fact that when you repeat the same thought over and over again, you come to believe it. And so over time, you come to believe that you can attract that brick. Well, at first, that means you lied, but later on, it was no longer a lie. So was it immoral to try to convince yourself to believe that you could attract the brick? Not in that example you're talking about. See, that this is where it becomes pretty clear to me that morality doesn't really apply. It, it's my way uh -huh. of, of understanding it. Because literally, as long as belief, which is at the, the core of how this whole thing works, as long as belief is something that we can essentially talk ourselves into. I mean, that's how propaganda works. This is kind of a negative application of belief, but nevertheless, it's true. Anybody who's paid attention to the world of politics knows this. Politicians will routinely tell lies all over the place, and in so doing, they will sway the public over. Not all the public, but they will sway some percentage of the public over, and so they may have been in the minority before, but now by telling all these lies, they, they draw the majority. Now, now the majority is supporting them. And interestingly enough, the more they tell the lies, the more the public believes that they're true. So was that wrong? Yeah, you could probably argue that it was wrong. Did people uh, get to the point where they actually believed it? Yeah, they did. And if they believed it, is it true for them? And that's where it gets sticky. Is it true for them? I think the answer is yes. It is true for them. Is it true for somebody who's opposed to that viewpoint? No. And to make matters even more complex, take it out of the realm of politics, turn it into just preferences. Okay, I prefer to have a steak dinner. You prefer to have a chicken dinner. Which one of us is wrong and which one is right? <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, it would be wrong for me to have a chicken dinner. As far as you're concerned, it'd be wrong to have a steak dinner. <laughs> you see what I mean? The, the whole concept of right and wrong really just doesn't fit very nicely with the topic mm -hmm. of the law of attraction because it gets so sticky. 
And I do prefer chicken dinner. I don't know how you knew that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little insight. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer chicken dinner over steak. I guess so. I actually do prefer about, steak. Oh, do you? Yeah, I really do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it's, just, it's a very interesting topic to think about. Mm-hmm. It is. You, you could probably you could probably go in circles for a while. Oh yeah, you can go down a lot of rabbit holes, a whole lot of them. <laughs> yes, yes. But so, anyway, we are reading the chapter. I cannot find a mate. Yeah, this is the thirteenth example from part two of the book, "The Astonishing Power of Emotions." Let your feelings be your guide. And uh, when your friend came to join us last week, um, what, what was your friend's name again? Oh, Jill. Yes. Jill. Yes. Yeah. When Jill came on board, she asked, we actually did uh, two pages out of it, but uh, we got so involved talking about her stuff that it, you know, it, it was too interesting. To I thought that was the interesting. She, she does some interesting work. Yeah, yeah, the, the energy work that she does and, and so forth. That's, that's fascinating stuff. Uh, but we did get partway into it, and I'm not quite sure how to summarize what we talked about because this is one of those chapters. Well, it, it, it's an example that goes on for about four pages four or five pages and this example i mean we should probably just lay out what it's about it's about somebody who literally can't find a mate they can't find the right person to settle down with and so abraham was in the first two pages that we read they were basically summarizing what's going on you know what what the setup is what what the question's all about and so forth and kind of zero, starting to zero in on what happens when we focus on what it is that we want versus what we Versus when we focus on what we don't want and how the strong feelings build it up and so on and so forth. And I, I think I found the perfect place to start. Okay. I'm just going back just going back a touch, but as you said, it's about relationships and someone who's saying they cannot find the mate. And I'm well, going to start You start reading. Says, sure, go ahead. Okay. It's kind of the middle of page 126. When you trust the laws of the universe and fluid, life-giving, productive stream of life, you will find everything you are looking for. But in your belief that you must make it happen through action, you often hold yourself crossways of the current and you hold yourself apart from your own expansive desires. When you are truly lighthearted about the people who you spend time with, you will attract other like-minded, lighthearted people. But if you are seriously scrutinizing all of them, to see if they are your dream mate, you will attract other scrutinizers, and you will just continue to disappoint each other. <laughs> now, that's something I, that nobody I, really I took into that, account. <laughs> yeah, I find that so perfectly said. <laughs> but but how often do we actually think about that when we're seeking a mate? That's about the last thing that occurs to us. Well, how how I'm going to seek them is probably going to be similar to how they're going to seek me. We don't think of it that way. Right, but it also boils back to when we've talked about how, you know, like vibration attracts like like vibration. So, you know, whether it's a relationship or a friend or people that come into your life, that's what's going to happen. But, you know, if you're at a lower vibration and you're this and you're judgmental and this and that, you're going to attract other people that are that way as well. And they did make a good point in that first sentence that you wrote about, or that you read rather, about how <laughs> when when you're... Focusing on when, when when you trust the laws of the universe, when you when you yeah. focus on that life giving productive stream, you find everything you are looking for. But 
when you feel like you must make it happen through action, you often run crossways to the current. And that's a, it, it's a fine point because on the one hand, they're right. I mean, that's probably where people screw up the most. On the other hand, it's highly recommended that you take inspired action. And so now the question becomes, yeah. how do you know if the action is inspired action? I mean, how do you know, yeah. David, when, when, if you're going to because, take an action, how do you know it's inspired? Yeah. Well, because people ask me that too, because people hear, you know, Abraham saying, oh, you don't have to do anything. Uh, you just have to be in the right vibration of what you want. And it will come to you. But then the follow-up to that is that, yes, but when you are in the vibration of what you want, you get inspired to take action. That's like the human part of us. When you're, when someone is really excited about the potential of meeting someone and they're focused on who they want and they're thinking about how wonderful it's going to be, that inspires them to go to that party or to you know, join that online dating service because they're just coming from that excited place and that's coming from the place that's going to be the healthier high vibration place. But as they pointed out here, it's possible to go cross current to it by basically fighting the current, so to speak, just by but taking saying, action. But, so, but so, if so, they're coming from that high vibration, then that wouldn't be doing that. So what does that mean to come from the high vibration? Translate if that in coming, English. Yeah, like I said, if they're coming from a place of excitement, about meeting someone and they're focusing on what they want and who they want, you know, the aspects of who they want and all the, you know, how wonderful it's going to be and all the fun they're going to have. And they're coming from that place that's called a high vibration place. And that will inspire them to take action to, to find someone, you know, to set themselves up to meet someone. So it's an idea of action that comes to you after you've gotten yourself into that good feeling place. Yes. Yes, that's what I found to be true. Yeah, I agree with that. that. Yeah, and that's that's like the human part of us. Like, oh yeah, like whether you know, like whether it's about anything we want, we get excited about it. We start getting inspired to that inspires us to take some sort of action towards attracting it. Because we are actors, we we act, we take action all the time. That's part of being physically alive. So it's it, it's almost a necessary component. Now, is it possible? Like you you have your clients who say, "Well, I should be able to just attract it and it just falls in my lap." And if you're trying to attract a, a relationship and stay in your apartment every day, is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. But because it is less likely to happen, and just it, not outside of of law of attraction, just in terms of you know the way people believe things, that means you have to really believe it's going to happen without any doubt in your mind in order for it for you to attract it without you leaving your apartment. In other words, you're setting yourself up for a tougher go is what I'm saying. And I, well, the, I, thing, the thing that we also forget too is we never know, let's, you know, we're talking about relationships. We never know how we're going to meet someone. True. So you may not take, you may not take that kind of action, but maybe out of the blue, a friend of yours says, Ooh, why didn't I think of putting so-and-so and so-and-so together? And next thing you know, your phone's ringing, Oh, I have a great guy or girl I want you to meet. And like things like that can happen too, where sometimes, you know, we don't have to take that kind of action. But oh, yeah. Like it happened to me. On that high vibration. That's how I met Louise. How did it happen to you? My, oh. Uh, Louise talked to a friend of hers that she worked with, um, saying she was looking for a an emotionally healthy male. Did, did my friend know any? And her, my friend thought of me and said, Yes, I do. And put us in touch. And <laughs> there's a whole story that I've told about that in the past. Basically, I was I had taken myself off the market because I was so frustrated because I wasn't getting anywhere <laughs> with relationships. 
So as soon as I took myself off the market and basically, you know, threw up my hands and said, I give up, all of a sudden I was starting to allow stuff in that I wasn't allowing before. And my friend calls me. And right, because you weren't, you didn't have any resistance about it. All you my resistance was gone. I built up a lot of resistance <laughs> and didn't know it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. but but there's an example. You're right. It is possible, and and that's what I'm saying too. It is possible. You, it is possible for somebody to just you know kind of fall into your lap, so to speak, uh, with you not Absolutely. leaving your apartment. But does that mean that's the best way to do it? Not necessarily. One of the things that Wendy likes to talk about lately is how the law of attraction delivers something to us, stuff to us, um, using the path of least resistance, which is why the concept of resistance is so important. Um, yes. So, I mean, if you're limiting things so that the only way you're allowing something to show up is if it just <laughs> drops into your lap while you're sitting in your apartment and, and, and what you're looking for is the ideal relationship, you're putting up a lot of resistance and there isn't a whole lot of place for the law of attraction to flow its stuff to. So you could be waiting a while. And that's why I say it's so important to, you know, in that circumstance, you better be ready to just really totally believe without any doubt at all because You've set yourself up to have only a very limited way for the universe to deliver the results to you. On the other hand, if, you take, if you're willing to take the inspired action, like you said, uh, getting into that good feeling place, and then yeah. if an idea comes to you following up on that idea, you've just created a, a whole lot of new possible ways for uh, the law of attraction to deliver stuff because there's a lot more least resistant ways least resistant paths for it to deliver along. The, I like Wendy's example. She talks about um, water flowing past rocks in a stream. I mean, the, the water doesn't go through the rock. It just goes around it, but it goes around it so easily. You know, so if you have a bunch of rocks there, it'll just find its way through the rocks. If you have so many rocks there that you have a dam, then you're going to have a lot more trouble. But, uh, you know, if you have at least some areas where, where there's, uh, you know, paths of least resistance, the law of attraction will find them. And, and it doesn't like whether it's relationships or whatever. There's there's so many ways things can happen for us that we don't even know how. Oh yeah, that it happens in that way. Right. That's like the perfect you know perfect thing to always remember. Like we you know there's so many ways things can happen. There's so many ways we can manifest what we want. Yes. You know, our our job isn't to try to figure out how. It's just to keep ourselves in that high vibration about it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know someone who was driving they saw someone had a flat tire they pulled over to help them and x amount of time later they got married <laughs> <laughs> i mean you just never know you never, you know. never know yeah it's more about being open to yes. good stuff happening it's surprising it's really surprising but as a species we are really good at shutting ourselves off from the one thing we want to have happen and focusing instead on all the ways that they're not, that it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Like, why is it so hard and all that, all and, that. As it turns out, it's hard because we decide it is. We we're still paddling yes. that boat upstream. All we got to do is let go of the oars. <laughs> which, which is good to go into the next paragraph from letting go of the oars. Oh, okay. So it goes on, it goes on to say, when you bring yourself to a good feeling attitude, about meeting people and you are looking forward to going out on a date for the sake of the fun or pleasure you will have today rather than trying to parlay it into a lifetime relationship, you will be much more likely to remain a vibrational match to what you really want in a relationship. And then the universe will more quickly bring your perfect mate. When you feel tense and worried about finding someone or when you are worried about a person wanting you while you do not feel the same way, 
you are pointed in the opposite direction of what you are looking for, and you are a vibrational match to the very thing you do not want. And so the very thing you do not want continues to be your experience. And I was really good at that. I mean, I was really, I was good at that for over 20 years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as a result, I didn't have any successful relationships at all during that time because I just kept focusing on what I didn't want. Or more precisely, what you, I focused when you on. Threw your hands up, yeah, well, when yeah. you threw your hands up and gave up, it makes sense that that's oh, what yeah. the would come in. And, and, and I didn't realize it till later much later, actually, long after Louise and I had married. But it finally dawned on me why it was I was so resistant. Because that, that's the thing about resistance. So often when we're in the middle of it, when we're still experiencing it or we're still trying to find our way through it, we don't recognize our own resistance. And that was the case with me. I did yeah. not recognize yeah. that despite the fact that I really wanted to find a relationship, I couldn't find it. And the reason I couldn't find it was because I didn't believe I was going to find it. I mean, that's really strange that to say, it. but it's true. I really, I mean, I kept trying. I kept trying to believe it. I kept trying to find it. But, you know, even when I tried to believe it, I, I would inevitably have a conversation with myself with, or with others that said, I just can't find anybody. In fact, I wow. even got to the point yeah. later on, before I met Louise, but later on in my life, where I was saying to people, will someone please explain women to me? in short paragraphs with, with, with diagrams and pictures because I don't understand them. <laughs> Literally, I would say that to people. Wow. Well, well think about yeah. what that's saying to the universe. It's saying, right. I, you, yeah. I don't want you to send me anybody who would be compatible to me. I want you to send me only somebody who could, couldn't possibly be compatible and who would confuse the heck yeah. out of me and who could not in any way give me what I was looking for. That's what I kept saying. Yeah. And I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Oh my goodness! I had no idea how much I was sabotaging myself. I do now, but well, I didn't then. Right? Yeah, but that's it's a good example, though. Yeah. So that yeah. goes on. Sometimes it is difficult to accept the simplicity of this powerful understanding, but it really is this simple. If you are having a good time and are feeling good right now on this date, even though this person is clearly not the woman of your dreams. You are pointed downstream toward what you want. But if you are not having a good time on this date because you see that this person is wrong for you or you are worried about this person feeling sad because you will not choose her, you are not pointed downstream and you are not closing the gap. I'm also you good at that one, too. I, I was really good at that one for the longest time. Just what you described there. <laughs> Picking apart everybody I met. Now, I was no yes. prize in my view. No, I, I had a really actually a very bad view of myself, but that didn't stop mm -hmm. me from picking apart everybody else too. So literally, <laughs> I put myself into a complete no-win situation. Oh my I, I had damned myself off. I had blocked myself every single possible way from having a successful relationship with anyone. Yeah, but that this example though, I'm sure, is very common because it's so easy when you're on a date with someone. Oh yeah, you already know you already know you don't want to see them again. You're probably not trying to feel really good in the downstream unless you know about this because you're probably like, exactly. how can I get out of here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and literally as, as quickly as possible is what you're hoping for. Like, well, this isn't going to right. go anywhere, and I, I want to end this. <laughs> exactly. So it goes on to say, you must find a way to feel good now, even in the apparent absence of something you want, in order to get what you want. 
And, and there's and a really good those, point there too. In that little sentence, they don't yeah. say it this way. Oh, that's big. But but what they're what they're implying there, what they're suggesting is, if you're out on a date with somebody, and there's a piece of you that says he or she isn't right for me, so what? Have fun exactly. anyway. Exactly. There, there's no exactly. reason to stop having fun. There's no reason to, to right, you're stop out, that You're person. out already. Yeah, you're out already. You already dialed yourself up and put your perfume or cologne on or whatever. <laughs> you might as well enjoy the night, right? Enjoy the night. That's right. It doesn't mean you have to you know, commit to somebody you're not interested in. It doesn't mean that you have no. to you know, be wrapped up with this person for the next you know, five months or ten months or five years or whatever. Just have fun tonight. Don't worry about it. Don't. It, it doesn't mean you have to to go sleep with them either. It just means go have some fun. <laughs> have some dinner. Go, you know, see the movie. Go do whatever you know. If you're out in the, on a day thing, go do the hiking or or whatever it is you're doing. Just enjoy it. Enjoy what you're doing. Yes, and I again, I think that's whether whatever we're talking about, dating, whatever it is, just to find your way to feel good now. Absolutely. Yeah. In and fact, I, yeah. the worst thing I think you can do is actually spend the date trying to psych out whether or not you like the other person. That's probably the worst thing you can do. <laughs> I say this with all sincerity. Because if you spend more of your time... I, I know when I met Louise, that we had had three phone conversations before we actually met. Because mm-hmm. uh, our friend Deborah put us in touch. And obviously, Louise asked Deborah, did you know anybody? She thought of me. You know, we exchanged phone numbers and, and end up having three very long phone conversations. And then we finally decided to meet. And when we met, it was a disaster. The first date was an absolute disaster. Louise wouldn't look at me. I didn't feel like she wow. uh, wanted to connect to me at all. She, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, the whole thing was just not very good. There was a lot that just did not go well. If I had gone with the old rules, which is to pick it all apart, and I almost did. But if I had gone right. that way, we never would have connected. Even mm-hmm. after that first attempt, mm-hmm. I mean, I just would have blown it off. It was Deborah who pointed out to me what she called the three-date rule. Give it three dates. Give it a chance. And so I did, not understanding what really works there. It wasn't so much that it had to be three dates. What matters is right. not making any decisions, just going out and doing the dates, just having the fun and not worrying yes. about it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And it worked. Because after about the fourth yeah. date, we were a couple. That's great. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. All right, so it goes on. And even though you may have endless valid excuses for not feeling good right now, we would find a way of minimizing those excuses and of feeling good right now. Yes. For until you are able to consistently feel good, you cannot get to where you long to be. Exactly. That's also another huge thing to really get and to put into action. Right. Love yeah. that. All right, so it goes on. Keep going. We would make it as... Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right, because I know we only have a, a few minutes left here. Oh, we have we would make it as, We would make a decision to make every date, every conversation with a potential partner, every thought about a potential partner, every thought about relationships flow downstream. We would practice relief until our thoughts naturally turn downstream. And then not only will you be living a refreshingly good-feeling life, not only will other happy people begin flocking toward you so that you can joyously spend time together, but in a very short time, someone will easily and effortlessly appear in your experience, and you will both know that you are the answer to one another's desires. 
That's great. It's a, yeah, it it's really true. Is. It's very true. Keep, yeah. keep going. Let, let's finish the chapter and then let's chat yeah. a little bit. Okay, and when that happens, there will be no game playing. Neither of you will tease the other. You won't play hard to get or say, I love you, but I just need you to change this one little thing <laughs> for me. <laughs> you will see one, one another as the perfect answer to the perfect question that you have been assembling for most of your lifetime. And this will be a relationship that serves you both, that fulfills you both, and one that will be expansive and satisfying on an ongoing basis. Right now, your only goal is to find relief in some downstream thoughts. And so, begin where you are and reach for improvement in the way you feel. And here's some downstream examples. Well, these are actually well, some upstream. Um, they're upstream first, and then we get into the downstream afterwards. Okay, let me turn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, these look more upstream. Right. It's hard to find the right mate. Yeah. Others right. want me, but I don't want them. Yeah. I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I don't want to settle for less than what I want either. Yeah, not particularly downstream there. Those are upstream. Yeah. And then it goes on. It's natural. It's natural that you would start out with upstream thoughts, but now try to find a thought that feels better. And here's the feel better thoughts. I really don't need to make every day an audition for a life partner. I like getting to know people for many different reasons. I find the people I date really interesting. I'm enjoying exploring my options. My picture of my life partner has grown out of the dates I've had over the years. Each of them has added to my picture of what I want. Every experience in life adds to the evolution of our ideas and desires. I can feel how natural this process is. I don't know why I've tried to make it so complicated. Those are good downstream. Yep. So I've and then do we have time for the last paragraph yeah, here? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, last paragraph. Each of these thoughts brings a greater feeling of relief, and a valuable thing is happening. You are queuing yourself up for a whole new cluster of interesting women who will begin flowing into your experience. But these will be different in a new and important way. They, like you, will be exploring, collecting data, and looking for fun and good conversation. They won't be needy and desperate. They will be confident and self-assured and interested in living life. This better feeling cluster may hold the one you are looking for, or it may lead you to yet another better feeling cluster. But it won't be long before you'll be face-to-face -face with the face who recognizes you at the same time that you are recognizing her as the one you want. And you will have every one of your past girlfriends and dates to thank for this rendezvous. That that is so important that we. Oh, I wish there was a way to like you know highlight that entire paragraph because <laughs> know, it, right? it goes against what we're typically taught. But it is true. It's it is literally true. The more that we are able to focus on just enjoying the person that is yes. uh, that we're with, re ignoring yeah okay you you know pretty quickly whether or not it's a good match. Fine, it's not a good match. Don't worry about it. There's still something about them that's interesting and that's fun, and, and, and it's all a question of what you're going to focus on. If you're going to focus on, well, this person doesn't have this characteristic, and they don't have that criteria, and they don't match this, and they don't match that on my list, you're going to have a miserable time. That's just the bottom line. But if you can let go of that, you know, okay, great. You've decided that this person isn't right for you. Fine. Let go. Now just go have fun. You know, It's not like you're going to see this person for the rest of your life. It's just to have fun tonight. <laughs> And I, I, I know, that. right? When you when we talk about it in one sense, it sounds so easy. When we talk about it in this way, well, I remember you while know? I was still dating, particularly in the last few years before I threw up my hands, 
I remember that virtually every woman I met when we dated, and it was usually one date and we're done, maybe it was, maybe two dates in a few cases. Right. But every time right. that I met somebody, we were both doing the same thing. We were both mm. measuring each other against our ideal scale. We were both coming up short, and we were both acting like we're <laughs> disappointed. And so every piece of conversation was forced. Well, that's not fun. That's focusing on the stuff that isn't fun. And that's why it, it is an art form. It is, it, and it does take some practice. There's also a skill involved. It's all about taking your mind off of all that stuff, saying, okay, I'm done. Now let's just relax. And let's just have fun yeah. and just let it yeah. do whatever it's going to do. And we're not right, going like to worry about it. Like we talked about before, like you're already out with this person. Yeah. So you might as well have a good time. So you know in your mind this may be not the one. So have a good time anyway. Yeah, just, you know, okay, you, you, you've solved that riddle. Now just enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, now it's safe, right? Because now, now there's no more pressure anymore. Okay, we've already decided it's not the right one. Great. Well, now we just sit back and chat. We don't have to get all upset anymore, right? <laughs> well, that does actually use up the time for tonight. But uh, David, uh, I imagine you get a number of people asking for help with relationships. So how does somebody oh, reach out lot. to you if you want the, if they want some relationship help? Yes, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com. You could just email me, david at lifecoachdavid.com, and uh, we'll talk. My coaching is phone coaching, so it doesn't matter where you live. And uh, Law of Attraction coaching is amazing, and it does work, and it's information you really will use your whole life. So don't, you know, take the chance and give me a call. You'll and be glad I, you do. I think it's true for all of my co-hosts, and I think it's true for most of the people who contributed to our book as well, who are also life coaches, mm -hmm. Or something similar, relationship coaching is number one, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's ahead of everything else. It's the one thing people want the most help with. It's the one they want the most advice about. It's the one thing that they ask the most questions about. It's the one thing that they trip up on the most. I mean, is that what you find? Um, well, it's equal with a, with a few other things, but it's definitely in the top three. Definitely. Oh, okay, all right. So definitely. I guess it does vary a little bit. I know uh, Cindy, for instance. Uh, for her, almost you know, like the vast majority of her clients are there about relationships. They're 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 contacting her and getting her help because they want yeah, help either with yeah. a particular relationship or they're just not doing well with yeah. relationships in general or you know that kind of thing. And uh, I, mean, Tom I love too. I love when someone does do the work and then I hear from them and like, oh, I met someone great and it's going <laughs> so well. <laughs> That's like, always yay, a good thing. You did it. You and, and you did it. You know you. You change the way you thought about things, and you and Tom too. To Tom Wells also gets really a good. lot of relationship um, requests. People who are mm. you know, looking for help, looking for support in terms of uh, finding that ideal relationship. Um, as I think about Joel and Wendy, not quite so much. Wendy's more interested in helping people make quantum leaps, so that's more people who are making mm -hmm. large changes in their life, wholesale changes. And Joel actually does you know, has more of a therapeutic background, so he tends to help people who have like you know addiction issues and so forth. But even right, they have right. plenty of, of relationship stories that they tell, so they're pretty prevalent. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, it's great. But but it, it, it's certainly a, a big part of your business anyway. That's a good thing. Yes, and the information we just read is so, so important and so helpful. So well, if you want uh, a little personal attention, David's a good guy. Give him a contact and uh, get the whole, whole thing going. <laughs> David, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to doing this again with you next week. Same here, Walt. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. You do the same, and we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Mm -hmm.